Yeah. I no, mean, I, can, I mean, it's not what I'm saying. You could decide to do that, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. That's not what I'm getting at, you know. I will let her dress me. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics, the podcast where you get to see two best friends reunite after 30 years apart with your two co-hosts, Emkel and my best friend in the whole entire world, Skanky. How are you doing this week, Skanky? Hey, what's up? Not too much. How are you? I'm great. I quit like, the podcast. No, you can't. April <laughs> Fools. <God laughs> We're done. We're done. We have, we, we have, uh, I think we've jumped the shark when we, when we, uh, when we do the April Fool's joke, or we're like every multi billion dollar tech company out there. So, why, you know, I feel like April Fool's used to be a cool thing and social media has totally ruined it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think, I don't know. Do, Do you think social media is what ruined it? Yes. Well, how so? How so? How do you think social media? It's just like stupid now. It's just like like uh I don't know. I find all the weird stuff that like they do on social media to just be not funny. Yeah, that is true. Uh, related to April Fools. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. Like, okay, let's take a let's take the most millennial example you could possibly have. Ready? Okay. Yes. HQ trivia. You know HQ trivia? Yes, yeah. Okay. Super millennial. And their April Fools joke was on Twitter. They're like Hey guys, we H, here at HQ Trivia, we're just too colorful. So we're going to make everything black and white. What? That's super fucking lame. I was like, what? Like, that's not that? even funny. It's not even it's like not a joke or anything. It's not even funny. And then they shot their show on the app, like the HQ Trivia thing, in black and white. Wow. I was like, like, they must have had a meeting. And they were like, all right, guys, what could we possibly do? We're a trivia company, all right? We make money from just investors. That's about it. What can we do? Yeah. And they're like, the one guy, he's the new intern, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, let's make it all black and white. And then Scott Rosowski's like, I HQ love it or something. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, my God, just kill me. <sighs> No, I I agree with you. I think I think there's a I, I think because what it what it is, and I think there was kind of like a, a turning point. I believe it with I agree with you that it was possibly amplified by like the social media type thing, um, where it stopped from going to companies posting or doing something with their site that was different. Where if you didn't realize it was April Fools, you might buy into it for a second and be like, "What the hell is going on?" Um, it adjusted from that to like, let's just do something weird. And then it went like, oh, well, we're a little, we don't, we're not edgy enough to be weird. So let's just do this thing that is now super lame. Um, yeah, I didn't, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the best thing is that it happened this year on a Sunday. I think April Fool's Day is even worse when it's on a weekday because everyone's in full force and working at their computers and companies actually have people on the clock that like they are paying to publish their April Fool's jokes. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, I I agree with you. They're they're just not they're not they're, good. it's just not fun anymore. No, it's not. Maybe we're just old curmudgeons now. 
No, I mean, I, I remember back in my day, April Fool's Day was a day for actually fooling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember as a kiddo, and I, I, I would wake up early so I could do April Fool's pranks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I put a fake snake in the egg container in my refrigerator. I feel like I'm not surprised at all about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. No, that's, yeah. yeah. It's oh. just different now, man. It is. It is. And they're all the same lame ones. Like, the really shitty April Fool's jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, ha-ha, you're fired. Like, Michael Scott-esque mm-hmm. April Fool's jokes. And it's just like, oh, God, please. Yeah. I, I think I blame Google. Why do you blame Google? Because I feel like Google is... The company that took April Fool stuff more mainstream, and also took it away from pranking, fooling type thing, right? Like this year, I think their Google Maps one was a Where's Waldo type finding game, right? Like I didn't no- even hear about their. their yeah, I, I'm assuming I saw this last night when I was working. I saw it last night while me and one of my coworkers we pulled up. Uh, google maps look for something and they had a where's where's waldo type thing to it and based on the proximity of the timing of april fools i'm assuming that's what it was and they just or maybe they have a partnership with where's waldo um and then last year wasn't it they had something with mario kart um if i remember correctly but like they they took it where it's like all right we're no longer gonna do funny jokes we're just gonna do something weird and unique with our product on that day and then other companies that are super mainstream looked at it and said see look look we can do an april fool's joke like they do it doesn't have to be funny or offensive or you know messing with somebody or making deceiving them like we can we can just do something else that's just different than what we usually do and then like everyone's kind of pivoted over to that way um so i don't know i thought i feel like i saw a lot less april fool's joke this this year than i have in previous years online yeah i i think so too maybe it's a dying breed i i don't know i don't know they're just different it's just different yeah it's like just putting up a status on your shit on like tweeting out something now Mm mm-hmm that's yeah. just like a blatant lie, and then now, and then, yeah. It's, it's yeah. just different, I guess. It's different. That's true. Foolish was giving away a, a graphics card or streaming. I, One of I those was that. his April Foolish jokes. <laughs> I felt like saying, but you, that means you're not stream. But if you don't stream, <laughs> I was, I wanted to that say means this. that you can't <laughs> release the... <laughs> so see, I saw through that one immediately. Uh, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not a big... Uh, April Fool's person. So maybe what we should do is we have sh- we should have like Shenantics Fool's Day, where like we pick another random day and then we start to do pranks on that day to try and pivot it over to something new. Right? We can be we can be trailblazers of the new prank holiday. I feel like we do that every podcast though. So it's true. It every every, every Monday, Monday <laughs> every Monday is Shenantics Fool's Day. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe that is that's why we don't we don't like the April Fool's Day is because we truly do enjoy 
bits, whether or not they're good and funny or they're just super lame. Like we just we roll them out, we enjoy them, and it happens regularly enough that it's like, oh, oh, you only do it, you only do it one day a year, and that is what you're gonna try and do. Like, come back and talk to me after you've done it 52 more times. Like, yeah, then, then we'll have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that might maybe we're just we're just jaded old uh podcasters at this i think point. so i think we i think we're at that point you yeah. know yeah no, I, I i think i think you're right i think you're you know right. what? i'm proud of that i'm proud of that fact me too we uh we've really made it in this world i believe when we, oh uh, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah so i think uh <laughs> oh my gosh so speaking of things that i do like okay skinky yes so there's 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 a there's this like a two part prong. I need to know if you've seen something. Two part um, prong. Okay. Have you ever seen the Queer Eye show, either the current Netflix reboot or Queer Eye for the Straight Guy when it was back on on Bravo, I believe. I've never heard of anything. Wait. That... Oh what? wait. Hold on. What? <laughs> Hold on. What's the name again? It's uh, it's the current one is just called Queer Eye, and Queer the Eye. previous one used to be Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. You know what? I don't think I've seen that. No. Oh my gosh! So I never watched it when the original show was on. Um, and but the premise of the show is that there's a group of people called the Fab Five, and it's five gay men that then take on a straight guy, and they try like help them help them improve their life. Like uh, one's dedicated to like fashion style, so they give him like whole new like outfit. Another one's like dedicated to grooming, so they cut his hair and beard and teach general grooming tips someone else teaches like does things about like remodeling a room in their house type thing um someone else does food and like the last person does uh culture which is like teach you how to be like better fit into the world or whatever um and netflix just did a reboot of it like they're doing tons of tv shows like that they're bringing them back and um new great ways and there's eight episodes on netflix and i have just binged through all of them and i love it so much uh-huh. So it's great. It's great. I want to get a whole new wardrobe. And I also want to find five gay friends that will always like tell me what I'm doing wrong with my life when I leave the house. <laughs> like, yeah. Go back inside and you need to change. You're not wearing that. And uh, you should take her here for dinner. And also like what is going on with your hair and just fix all of that. And I'm like, yes, that's what I need. I can't. I'm not capable of doing this for myself. I want you to do it for me. <laughs> That's all I want with my life. I just want someone to tell me. What I want, to do? I, all yeah. the time. No, no. On the things that I don't think I, or that I know I don't know about. If there's something I don't know about, but I think I do, and I just oh. let me be. But like, I know I know nothing about fashion style, like general hair, face grooming type stuff. I mean, hell, that's why I asked Twitter like four times whether I should, ha- should have a beard and whether or not I should keep my beard after I grew one. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I love it though. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think you need someone like that. Yeah, I, I think, think so when too. when you finally settle down with mm. a nice lady, I think you're really gonna you're really gonna be able to. You know, she Let has myself to shine go. in that case. You Let know, myself go. You're right. Let yourself go. Wait, what? Yeah, if I find myself a nice lady, I just let myself go. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You see, I'm saying that she can, you know, tell you. You know, that what I've to wear. let myself go. Yeah. I mean, no, I, can, <laughs> I mean, it's not what I'm saying. You could decide to do that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, that's not what I'm getting at, you know. I will let her dress me. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Perfect. Emotionally and physically. Exactly. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be she will dress your mind and your body. She will dress me emotionally, you guys. I'm like, can you imagine me? I'm like, I'm, I'm out for drinks with a group of friends. I'm like, you guys, I think I found the one. You have no idea what she does to me emotionally. She just she dresses, dresses me, me emotionally. How would you respond to someone who says that to you? Be like, what the? F- Is he like in a cult? What does that even mean? Yes. I, I I could see my face right now if someone told me that it's just like the contorted where like part of your lip raise, rises up a little bit and your your eyes like one of them is squinting as you just stare at the person trying to comprehend what was just like, told to you. It's just weird, man. Oh my god! Yeah, no, you're right. Huh. But yeah, no. Uh, I see. I don't know. I was thinking that I might just be a lifelong bachelor. At least for like the next twenty years, I want to be. I want to well, be to the. You can't be a lifelong batch bachelor for the next twenty years. I want to have the the appearance of a lifelong bachelor for the next twenty years. Okay, that's very so, different. They, you see, that's different. I want to get to the point where, like, everyone's mother and family is like, "Dad, I'm cool. He's such a nice guy. Why? What is he gonna find a nice lady and settle down?" And I'm like. Yeah, I go home and microwave myself a Hot Pocket, (laughs) Uh, crack open a beer and a bottle of wine, and I sit in my boxes and watch TV. And then I was like, oh, he'll he'll find someone nice, and she'll dress him emotionally. She'll dress him emotionally. (laughs) I want to make that a thing, dress emotionally. I do, too. What would would the definition of, or what would it mean to dress someone emotionally? To like, to like, uh... Oh, any any kind of way I say it though kind of sounds like it's like emotional abuse. <laughs> Wait, do, okay, so hold on. do we want do we want this to be a good thing or a bad I thing? I was I was hoping that this would be a good thing. Me too. Maybe, Me too. Maybe it could be someone who like doesn't know how to encapsulate their emotions, mm-hmm. but someone helps them go and really, you know, find their inner emotion. No, I got an idea. I like okay. that. I like that. I like that. But no, but I have an idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a good idea, but it sucks. Hold on. So, what what does it mean to dress somebody else? Right, like you are you are changing the way they are presenting themselves to the world. Okay. Like okay. Maybe okay. maybe they're rough around the edges, right? Like sure. it's like wear baseball shorts and Crocs type of person. You're like, ooh, uh-huh. that's not appropriate. I'm going to dress you so the outside world sees you as the way you should be seen. Um, uh-huh. The second thing is that you can then portray qualities about a person that maybe you want to bring out, right? So you put someone in a nice suit with a nice little tight tie and they look super confident. So if you're dressing someone else emotionally, you might be softening the edges and what they're projecting. So if it's just someone that swears all the time, you're like, no, I need to I need to refine you, make you a little bit a little bit classier. You're not gonna wear the crocs of language anymore. You're gonna you're gonna speak the, eloquently. And the, then it's like you maybe you say the crocs of language? <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyways, and then like maybe they don't portray confidence when they when they when they speak, and so like their emotions are not conveying the confidence that they really have deep down. And you're gonna put a new new outfit on their on their emotions so that they feel better about themselves. So you're boosting their confidence emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I confidence think that's a good one. boosting emotionally. Yeah, or handicapping them because like you're not letting or- them 
actually do stuff for themselves. So is it for someone who is not comfortable with their emotions or displaying emotion maybe? Yeah, or not skilled at it. Like maybe like, you're maybe it's like a toxic mask masculinity kind of thing. Yeah, may- maybe. Explain yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I was, We're getting I was, a little too deep and academic now. I feel like. Okay, hold on. No, <laughs> no, no. Just one term. Like, <laughs> we have to do this after last week. We spent like a good thirty-five minutes talking about the color of a tennis ball. So I feel well, like we have to like, was, go the exact. That was very important. Uh, that was very. I, I needed to convince you that it was not yellow. Like, no, I thought we ended up saying it was yellow. No, you you just convinced yourself. I should have emotionally dressed you differently. <laughs> you should have emotionally dressed me differently. And then we would have just sidestepped that entire thing. The entire thing. <laughs> no, I, I think I think maybe like we we could maybe even take it a step further from like the, the clothing metaphor. Maybe uh-huh. just like dressing someone emotionally is just you're helping them grow emotionally. Hmm. Right? Like if you if you have a kid, I'm assuming I don't have any children of my own, but I'm assuming that like as the kid is growing up, you're you're dressing them until a point where they're ready to dress themselves and they bring themselves out into the world. And so when you're dressing someone emotionally, you might be helping them along the way through their immature emotions until they can finally branch out and be their more emotionally mature self. I see. I think that's what it is. Uh, the the dress part is what's messing me up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe this term actually doesn't mean anything and we're just <laughs> we're just trying to come up with a reason to say it. We're trying to come up with a reason to say it because we we came up with the term. We can't expect people to we don't you, that's the problem. You don't want to put a term out there without definition or else it's going to just get taken over by some nefarious people and have a bad definition. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, not everything needs to have a, a, a clear definition. That's true. We can also we can also just we can also do the the podcast host way out and just throw it out to the shenanigs fanatics and see what they come up with. Oh, please! I love doing that. It's Me less too. work that we have to do. No, I on the podcast. Brr, cut all that out. No, we love doing it because we really appreciate their <laughs> feedback, and they are so much smarter than us on a lot of oh, things. I agree because <laughs> I honestly hate. Just doing everything on this podcast related to us trying to figure out things. It's true. I wonder. Do you think there's a Wikipedia page for dress emotionally? W. Wait, what if we haven't? Maybe we're not the first people to come I up know. with this. Oh, my God. So the other day I went to Urban Dictionary. And Urban Dictionary has so changed from what it was when I was younger. Oh, it's so good. Like when I was when I was back in um, high school, I felt like I'd go to Urban Dictionary and actually wor- learn what words mean. And now I feel like I go to Urban Dictionary and it never tells me what the actual definition is. It just tells me something that's super, super offensive. But anyways, is there Wait one a in... second. I think I've come up with something. Okay. I had a light bulb moment. All right. Do you know when someone says that person wears their emotions on their sleeves? Yes. Dude dress emotionally it's just another way of saying it that person dresses emotionally yeah oh i like this they don't only have their emotions on their sleeves mm-hmm. it's on their whole body Ooh, i like it's that them they embody their emotions Ooh, i like that yeah 
And you can redress those emotions. And change who they are. Dude. Yeah. That's totally me. If I'm getting in a relationship, I will be whoever that person wants me to be until we break up a week later. <laughs> I mean, that sounds extremely toxic. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, that does not seem like a healthy relationship. I mean, listen. <laughs> For the next 30 years, Forever Bachelor, I think it'll be just fine. It'll be great. <laughs> I just love that. You know, for I'll be a bachelor forever for the next 20 years. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna, uh, okay. Sure. It's going to yeah. be great. All right. I can't. Uh-huh. Yep. I can't wait. Sure. So, I am, can't I mean, wait. I've, I ha- you haven't seen my apartment yet. Um, one of these days, you probably will when you come to Chicago yeah. and visit this summer. Um, oh, uh, okay. Exactly. Uh-huh. But but you do know they have Overwatch statues literally covering every surface. So like Oh yes. Of I course. already have the bachelor pad down where you come in, you're like, wow, he has not learned to mature in life. <laughs> like he's still... I heard you bought a whole bunch of extra ones too, so you could melt them down and make uh like floorboards out of them. I do, yeah. No, and then sometimes I, I melt the floorboards down and then I like mold them and sculpt them into my own M. Cole Overwatch hero. Um, I'm assuming oh. Blizzard's going to put them in the game just very soon, very like maybe next week. Yeah, so it'll be. Yeah, definitely. It'll be great. It'll be great. This is why I don't have friends that visit me anymore. They get weirded out by stuff like that. But you know, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Skanky has everything's fine. <laughs> Skanky has the bubblegum M. Cole sculpture in his uh closet. I have yes the ceramic M. Cole sculpture in my living room. I have a lot of those statues of different people. Oh yeah, like like who? I'm not a liberty to discuss that. Oh yeah, okay, I hear you. I hear you because um, and one of them's Teddy, isn't it? I signed an NDA. Ooh, you didn't run that past me before. I signed an NDA, oh, and uh, I don't really want to get into it because <sighs> uh, yeah, it's it's something. I hear you. I hear you. That's a uh, the NDA, aka restraining order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've, yes. I've seen. I've seen many of those in my years of law, um, and outside of my years of law, it's been. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm you, sure. Sometimes you just you take a bit too far. Oh yeah, me. I've never done such a thing. Never, ever, ever. So speaking of Skanky and things that he's done, two weeks ago, I believe Skanky <laughs> bought an Elgato Stream Deck, and we were going to talk about it on the podcast. Skanky, do you still have your Elgato Stream Deck? I returned it. Again, April fools! God damn it! I'm done with you. <laughs> I quit the I podcast. So funny. I Aren't I so funny? <laughs> I quit the podcast. No <laughs> April Fools. I'm you should have saw your face. Yeah, I still have it. I like it. It's pretty good. You like it? <laughs> yeah. I uh, what do sometimes you like about it doesn't it? work. Okay. That's um, a weird way to start off. Uh, I like the product. I think I'm going to keep it. Sorry. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> No, I like it for changing scenes quickly. Okay. Although I like I memorized keybinds for my stream mm-hmm. like for changing scenes. But like it's not a big deal. Uh I have sound effects, like two sound effects now that I play sometimes which are fun. Okay. Um you know, I have it, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Sometimes when you're trying to enable like a source to play something, it fucks mm-hmm. up. Okay. But other than that, um I still need to add a lot to it. But so far, I I have been generally enjoying the stream deck. What changed from last time to this time? I, one thing, if I remember correctly... It's not bad anymore. <laughs> well, and also last time you had... If 
it, it appeared to be you had big performance issues with it. Like for whatever Huge. reason, you yeah. whenever it was attached, like the stream would just tank. Um, you dropped yes. tons of frames. Um, it fucked up my game a lot, mm-hmm. and it fucked up my stream a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was maybe a support issue. Okay. But because uh, I remember it would actually cause my like PUBG to stutter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was such a strange glitch. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I closed out of the software, it was fine. So it must have been a software thing. I'm not really too sure. But um, I do give it. I, I've had trouble with Elgato products in the past, mm-hmm. and I I know I never really enjoyed their price point, mm-hmm. but I do think that I'm sorry. M Cole <laughs> just messaged me something, and I'm sorry, Skinky. I just couldn't stop. Go on, you don't you don't like the price points. What does this even mean? <laughs> Where did you find this picture? <laughs> it's on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> what does SED mean? I have no idea. Okay, we got emo. <laughs> Hold on. We have, we dress... have... What we... is this? <laughs> we now have to tell people because you completely. This is why I messaged you instead of trying to tell you what it was. Okay. So, uh, anyways, um, Urban Dictionary. I went to Urban Dictionary. I searched for our dress emotionally, and it didn't have a page for it. Um, and so it gave us a whole bunch of possibly related ones, like <laughs> dress, and the last one was emotional tampon, and it was uh, emo, and it was. I don't know what SED means. I can. Click can you on it. look up SED? Yeah, and tell I me am. what that means because Seri- I am extremely socially fascinated. socially emotionally disturbed or seriously emotionally disturbed. Ooh, that sounds like me. Yeah. In con- in certain contexts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love how dress emotionally turns up with emo. I know, right? Maybe that's why we should just let it be. So, you know, you know um I think my least favorite one on this list is the third one down. Do you mm-hmm. know what that one means? No. It's at dress and it's uh short for address. Your or email address. Oh my god. I know, right? Doesn't that just you like you can't just say email? Right, exactly. Does that just I think email is actually less wor- characters than at dress. <laughs> like I don't oh those are the things that I don't get. Where they're like actually easier to type the whole word than to type the other part of it, like great with an eight. Right. Like Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's not AOL, AIM, Instant Messenger 2006 anymore. Mm-hmm. We need to take this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry. Sorry to completely de- derailed it. But so you, didn't, you don't like Elgato's uh, price points. Why is that? Oh, they, they've been... They're expensive. Yeah. Uh, everything that they have is, is extremely expensive. And I don't like it that much like Mm -hmm. uh but let me tell you they have something they have a product right now that kind of almost is the only product around like they're making a very unique product yeah yeah and no one's really competing with them Mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to see if there's other players that end up coming into this market i was at guitar center yesterday oh yeah or not not yesterday a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. yeah uh and i came across this product that is like a streaming setup in a box. Oh, yeah? And it's like a monitor stand in a way. Okay. That has a mic that comes out of it. 
and a webcam attached to the top of it with a ring light around it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, all on this one stand that you can put on your desk. Oh, that is pretty awesome. It was really weird because like I don't I don't know. It was just it was just a weird thing and it was like best for live streaming and podcasts and it was like you can Wait, use it this really on said that? Twitch. It said yeah, it said you can use this on Twitch and YouTube and podcasts and all this stuff. And I was like, this is strange. Do do that many people go to Guitar Center anymore? Yes. Really? When I was there, there were a lot of people. And let me tell you, I was standing there for maybe three hours or so. Mm-hmm. It's for a whole other thing. We can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were multiple people going to the mic area just to buy microphones. Really? That's and interesting. And like dropping a lot of money on microphones. It does did you look at the prices? I mean, you you say that they dropped a lot of uh, money, but do, what are the prices like compared to the Amazon, for say? That was an interesting thing, actually. Mm-hmm. I couldn't check because I didn't have service down there. No way. That's got to be on purpose, right? Right? Don't you think? It's got to be. That's weird, right? That is, that is super very weird. weird. But like when I was like, they had a Rode mic stand, like the same one that I have, and mm-hmm. I know I bought that for ninety nine dollars on Amazon, and mm-hmm. it was the same price. Okay. In uh, Guitar Center. Okay. So I'm sure there's some price discrepancies, but yeah, it was interesting. It that was actually interesting. interesting to see like how many people were there to buy microphones. Yeah. No, that is interesting, and it's interesting because like a lot of times shopping in person, at least like for me, it feels like something that I need relatively soon you know what i mean like i don't it's not it's like i I'll also just order it online if i can get it anytime this week i'll just order it online otherwise i would go in person and to me and maybe it's just because the only way i use mics is for like what we do um i can't there's not many times where i need to run over to a place to buy a microphone like right now in person is there can you test the microphones um i think you can Right. I think you can. They're pretty good about testing things there, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I think I could see. I guess I could see. I could see that. Like that, that would make sense to me then. Yeah. That, yeah, that would definitely make sense to me. Um, but I, I, I. So, real quick, back to the Elgato thing. Um, I also I totally agree with you with the price point stuff. Um, and their products have always felt like. They are more expensive, but not justifiably, right? It's not like where you feel good that you paid more money because they're high quality. Um, like, not that they're shit, but this does, they feel just like, it feels like it has, has an extra $30 tacked on for no reason. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's just, I can't, I'm trying to find out what the price of, they released a green screen um, recently. And like, it's thing is that like it folds up, it collapses easily and you can bring it around with you. Um, but I can't, I can't find pricing on it because it's unavailable everywhere. Um, but I remember, if I remember correctly, even that was like way more expensive than you would have thought it was going to be. Um, especially because like, 
if you're just using it at home, a standard green screen you can get for literally no money. Like they're they are super inexpensive. Um, this one obviously has like the fold up type thing, and so if you need to bring it with you, you would be paying more. But even that, if I remember correctly, is a high enough price where it's like I would have paid maybe like ten percent less than what you are asking for, um, and felt good about it. Instead, now I feel like I might be being ripped off by it. So. I, don't know, I feel the way same way about yeah. the, about the stream deck. Like it feels like it, all the coolness about it. It does feel a little bit pricey for what it is. At times, I would agree, and you could probably. I think the thing is that it's it's a little easier to use mm -hmm. uh, the stream deck mm -hmm. than to go out and try to make your own thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, and like try to rig something together. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. Same thing with like that cam link thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Hey, it's a cool product because you can use your camera, but it's also like $150 or something. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, what? Like, God, is that worth it? Is it? Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of like, and their capture cards are expensive too, you know? And mm -hmm. yeah. like, it's just, how much is it? Oh, sorry, it's $113 right now, the cam link. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, which is just like weird. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I, I remember back in the day, um, one thing I, I have to give a lot of credit to Elgato for is that they they really did a fantastic job of pivoting um into an area where they can make where they can deliver products that they can make a lot of money on. Because back in the day, I'm talking like maybe like early 2000s like maybe 2005 um i owned an elgato product and this is way before twitch even exists this is before twitter even existed and i elgato was selling a dvr system for mac and i think it was mac only at the time and all its only function was to record i don't even know i don't know if it worked with cable even but like record over the antenna um TV shows and because like Windows always had the Windows Media Center PCs and stuff like that. And so they're like, oh, we'll do, you know, we'll sell this type of thing. And I don't know if they were ever really all that successful, but as everything moved to online streaming, um, it seemed to make less sense to like have that. And as like things like Xfinity would bundle better and better DVRs over the years with their systems um, and you had TiVo available, like it just didn't make all that much sense to buy the Elgato system. And then they have now pivoted into catering to gaming and online content creation. And so I, I have to give them props to like move from being a Mac focused DVR company to what they are now was had a, enough foresight and enough thought behind it that I think they made a really good move with that. I agree. So. And, you know, I've been in the capture card business for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, Elgato has definitely, definitely taken the cake mm -hmm. with uh, in the market. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you've known about, like, do, do you remember old capture cards or were you not really in the scene? I wasn't then? really in the scene. I remember they were expensive, like very expensive, and they didn't work all that well. Yes. Uh, so back in the day, mm -hmm. there was something called a Dazzle. You know what a dazzle is? No, what's a dazzle? Dazzle. A me. dazzle was one of the first products out there that was like made for, like like that was pitched in in product for recording video games. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it was like a YouTube thing. It recorded like 480p. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and it used component cables. Wow. And it was like the thing. People used to go to Best Buy and buy it. Oh, really? That's <laughs> awesome. I remember. Yeah. And then they came out the new company called uh, Hop Hog, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is based out of Hop Hog, Long Island, um, made something called the Hop Hog HD PVR. Okay. And that's when 720p hit. Mm hmm as like the the standard on YouTube and that was the gameplay mm-hmm. and people were buying that stuff. So I didn't like the HD PVR, the Hotbox HD PVR because it was still component cables. Mm-hmm. And like what loser was still using component cables as am I right? Because <laughs> yeah. the Xbox 360 had HDMI. Oh yeah, that's true. So I was like fuck it. I'm not buying this Hotbox shit, this dazzle shit. I'm f- going to find a a product that records through HDMI. Yeah, yeah. And I bought one of the first, uh, like game capture devices that did did it through HDMI, mm-hmm. and it was an internal card, mm-hmm. uh, called the Black Magic Intensity Pro. Okay, I've heard of that one. I think, and it was pretty expensive at the time, mm-hmm. I guess, compared to the other ones. But you re- you record through HDMI, which was really sick. Yeah. Um, and I used that for a long time, and it was solid quality. And then, um, and then I think Elgato got in, and Elgato started sponsoring a lot of YouTubers, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And I think it, they really like got the name out there, mm-hmm. and they got sponsored by a whole bunch of really big esports organizations. Okay, uh, in the Call of Duty community, mm-hmm. and because that's where a lot of the people were recording their content. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, they kind of just like spread. As like the gaming kind of thing, and then uh, yeah, it was all from there, I guess. Yeah, there was a history of uh, there's a history of uh, game capture that you probably didn't even need to know. No, but more than happy to hear about it. I feel I like guess, I'm so I'm so educated. There's nothing now. interesting about it whatsoever. I'm so educated now. So no, it's it's just it's kind of interesting that things that we I would say even take for granted at this point, like it wasn't always as easy as it is now. Like acquiring oh, yeah. like capture cards and how well all things considered they tend to work like it's just like there's tons of bugs with the even the Elgato ones and everything um but oh, like yeah. compared to what they were before i feel like it's already like much better than it used to be so truth truth yeah, that is true that's true well sometimes you know the old stuff doesn't work in the new yeah which makes me bring myself to a point here okay that i don't know if you heard about this but I was well shook when I heard about it a couple days ago. Oh, no, I'm worried. That uh, Twitch laid off some employees mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Did you hear about this? I heard I heard some about it. Um, fill, fill us in a little bit about the details of okay. this. You know more than I do. So I saw this on Twitter mm-hmm. that some people from Twitch Studios were tweeting out that they were very, very sad to see some of their colleagues at Twitch go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Twitch is uh, laying off some people. Mm-hmm. So I did some more research, found out that uh, Twitch laid off 25 people mm-hmm. from Twitch Studios uh, community and marketing teams. Okay. And that many of these employees that they laid off were very high-profile employees mm-hmm. and people that have been at Twitch... Since its inception, mm-hmm. 
Um, and their excuse for this, or at least their reasoning behind this layoff, is that they overhired. Okay. And needed to readjust. Mm-hmm. So usually when you hear about layoffs, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially from now a company that was a startup and is now owned by Amazon. It's kind of like, ooh. And then to hear that their they're senior employees, you know, have been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, is kind of disparaging, I guess. Yeah. But um, I guess part of it was that that the company has gotten so far, like gone so far along that the people that they had previously hired to hold positions mm-hmm. are just, they don't have the same qualifications that a, an equal person in another company would have for that position, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can um, see that. So they just decide to lay them off. It's sad, though. It's yeah. definitely sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have two feelings about this. Um, Like, first of all, it is sad. It always sucks when people are laid off. Um, And I feel for them it there's it just that's like a, a terrible thing to have to deal with um yeah on the like on the other side of that like not belittling what happened um i outside of twitch i can't say if that was a good thing or a bad thing and i don't know if it necessarily signals anything um yeah. like it could possibly be good right like we don't know where the extra weight is inside the organization type thing um and where they want their focus to be um and like part of it was what you said is that like it like you as it goes along you might not have the qualifications that are needed for your position anymore um even though you did years ago um and so like are you the best person to be doing that job and then the second thing is um how complacent and comfortable in your position were you sometimes you see that with people that have been around since the beginning that how much do they contribute to the company yeah you know i mean um mm-hmm. and so not knowing anything about it i can't i have a hard time feeling one way or another and i think one thing about it is that i don't i don't know i feel like where they where they cut people from aren't the aren't an area where I'm necessarily like, wow, that's where I wanted you to put more resources to, right? Like if all of a sudden they were cutting engineers from a whole bunch of different areas and we're like, there's tons of problems on Twitch, like back end wise that we need you to fix and you're cutting out engineers and programmers, like then I'd be a little bit more concerned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but from like the Twitch studio side and community managers and all that kind of stuff, like and marketing, like all right, it seems it almost it seemed like a more targeted firing to try and move the direction of the company to one area or because they realized there might have been a problem with that specific area. It's not like they said across yeah. the board we're reducing the entire workforce at Twitch by 20%. And like holy shit, Twitch laid off across the board every position this many people. Like they're like what in the world is going on at Twitch, right? But like this is almost like with like like a crazy precision precision to remove certain possibly certain positions or just certain people from the from the company um one thing from the outside that does say is that when you remove long-term people people have been there it's like oh since the beginning is how much culture are you leaving are you losing with that right like are they they bring a certain culture that now with them gone the overall company loses and that really sucks to hear um but i don't know it's hard it's hard for me to say one way or another if if what I feel about it, and if it is what do I think that it means about Twitch overall? 
I I agree, and uh, I don't. You know, I just sorry. You talking about the engineering thing? Mm-hmm. Recently, I've it, this has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, <laughs> but I just want to say it so I don't forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something was has been going on with affiliates and transcodes recently. Mm-hmm. Because every stream I've gone to, I haven't gotten. I haven't been getting transcodes for people. Yeah, like often. Uh, maybe it's like the time that I stream, mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know. It's really, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't know. It's just weird. I, I often don't get transcodes anymore. Yeah. And no, it's, it's just it was someone else. Someone else was Starbuck tweeted about it. Yeah, that's that's who I, I was gonna say. There was someone else that, and she draws in a pretty big chunk of people too. Um, yeah, and sometimes I go to her stream and I see she doesn't have transcodes either. And I think it's a time thing. Yeah, I could see that because the one thing they were always me and her stream around maybe the same time sometimes. Yeah, usually I mean usually you guys sometimes. are streaming around the same time. I'd say most days of the week. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't know, and you you have to wonder um, on the two sides of it. Is it because like is the source of it because more people are hitting levels that they would get the trans code first. And so there's only the pool, the pool is the same size and it's being diverted to other people or has Twitch shrunk the pool of trans code, right? Like, yeah, that, that makes me that, that, that like that I, they, depending on which one it is, it's two vastly different things that could be going on. Um, if it's that they shrunk the pools, like maybe they're concerned about costs, which is kind of concerning. Um, if it's that there's more people that like kind of like are have a bigger audience at the time, then that is a better thing for the platform overall because there's more growth, right? So it, it could be could be bad or it could be good. But either way, it sucks for people at our level. Yeah, it really sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. drop my uh, my bitrate back down again. So, Is yeah, it... I've been streaming at six thousand. Yeah, I've been streaming at like fifty five thousand. No, I uh, fifty five thousand. No, I stream at uh, forty five hundred. I'll probably drop back down to twenty five hundred though. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why oh, I streamed damn. it before. I mean, I'd rather my philosophy. The only reason I bumped it back up is when I had transcodes and had it reliably enough. Um, and but my my thing has always been as much as I would love to put out the highest quality video that I my computer can handle. I the thing that tr- like is more important than that is that the most people that would want to watch it can watch it. Right. And, you, uh, and yes. when I first started streaming, um, there was some period like because when I first started streaming, like the first few months, it really wasn't anyone watching, so I could put out whatever I wanted. And so I was like, no, we're going to have really high-quality video because that's what I want to do. And then when I was playing Mass Effect in like that January, February, March time, there's a lot of people that came in that couldn't watch the stream because they for whatever reason their isp like maybe their download speed wasn't good enough or because they were far enough away like for whatever reason going over to germany wasn't working out um that well and it was like well i'd rather have those one or two people be able to watch and hang out than be able to like oh sorry you can't watch but i really want to put out 720p uh video at the highest bit rate i can um and so that's why i'll probably just drop it back down because i feel like that is the more important part to me yeah so oh okay i always thought it looked oh it looked decent it's not like it looks like i mean maybe it no i mean i streamed at uh, 20 like 2500 or so for a long time yeah yeah me too 
So, but that was like when no one got trans codes unless you were a partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's why I did. And I changed it when we all started getting trans codes. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll drop back down. And because uh, I mean, heck, if you're not getting trans codes, there's no freaking way I'm getting trans codes. <laughs> like, I mean, you might though, depending on the time that you stream and stuff. Su- su- I kinda, Sunday I nights at prime seven time. p.m. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. The time I stream, we could we could easily say that <laughs> with confidence. Sunday nights at seven p.m. At least until two weeks from now, when I can put Saturdays back in. Um, That's true, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I mean, Sundays aren't as busy anyways as during the week and on Saturdays, so so maybe I'd be safe. True. Flying in under the radar. I also started, um, I actually also started streaming on NVENC. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been doing that one for a while. I really like it. I think it's really good. I agree. I agree. I've been streaming on X264 for a re- like all my streaming career. I'm kind of actually surprised by that. I think I switched to NV. Whatever it is, E something. ENC. Yeah, NBNC. Yeah. Um, whenever it first came out with beta support and OBS, which I think was like a year and a half ago now. Um, yeah. I've liked it a lot. See, that's the thing, though, is that you kind of do need a higher bit rate to stream with NVENC yeah. to get that quality. You know? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you on that. I don't know if 2500 will be... I guess it'll be fine. That should be fine. I, I was streaming at 2500 for a long time using that system. Uh-huh. And it always seemed to be fine to me. So oh, okay, we'll, we'll try. I trust you. We'll try it out. Here's the nice thing we could do: we could try it out, and then I'll just go back, rewatch the vod, evaluate, make adjustments, and we'll go from there. No, you can't do that. Oh, okay. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, you have to have every stream be perfect. That's true. Oh. Okay. I make mistakes every day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting close to the end, but we did say we were going to talk about something this week, so we got to fit it in. Okay, what do we have to talk about? We have to talk about autonomous autonomous vehicles. <gasps> yeah. Okay, talk to me about autonomous vehicles. Okay, so two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, um, in Arizona, one of Uber's autonomous, which is autonomous vehicles or self-driving cars, um, hit a pedestrian that was on a bike. And uh, it was a vitality, so the person did die, which is very, very, very sad. Um, and it kind of started, it kind of brought safety with autonomous vehicles into the spotlight right because these systems have been operating for so long and there's always been kind of the fear of oh are they safe are they not safe and people that don't like them because they think they're not safe they always point to like oh something's going to happen um and then this also kind of gave them some fuel for that fire where they like say like look see it it has happened right like you say that these can be safer one of the benefits is that there should be less um fatalities on the road less crashes and now we're starting to see that that is possible um with what happened with uber and then uber afterwards took all their cars off the road stopped their programs i think across all the cities that they were operating in um to reevaluate everything that was going on um and then as time went on we learned more and more about what had actually happened um including the video was from the car was released uh data about uber was released uh in various articles across new york times ars technica and many other places um and it's just it's kind of it was kind of an interesting thing to see happen and at least for people like me because i'm a huge proponent of 
like the AV movement um, and moving towards autonomous vehicles uh, kind of made me very nervous about the uh, possible witch hunt against all AVs out there by people that want to say that they're not safe and use this as kind of their talking point. So, yes. Um, I think I think that one thing that I found very one thing there's two things I find that are very interesting about it. Um, first of all, p- companies that operate in California are required to disclose a lot of data um, based on the laws in California. If you're going to operate an autonomous vehicle like system, um, you have to report various safety statistics and things like that. And Uber doesn't operate in California because they didn't want to disclose that data. And so this one was operating in Arizona, which has a significant significantly more lenient reporting policy, right? So companies can keep a lot more proprietary information instead of having to reveal everything. Um, And one thing that I found very interesting is, first of all, Uber as a company doesn't have a very good track record over the past, I don't know, since inception. Um, (laughs) It's... It outside of the autonomous vehicles, like they just they have made questionable choices with a lot of stuff that they've done. And so when you look at it, like there's a time where you want to say, is this a problem with autonomous vehicles or is this a problem with the company that has a questionable history? Um, and one thing that was really interesting for me, a statistic that was shown in a New York Times article, um, they were talking about interventions um, and companies requiring intervention, human intervention with autonomous vehicles because they kind of keep track of that. And um, with Uber, their statistic for that was 13 miles per intervention. So every 13 miles, the human would have to do something because the autonomous vehicle was not doing something correct, right? Whether it be braking, um, adjusting steering, just something that it had to do because the autonomous vehicle wasn't working correctly. And so that statistic alone doesn't really say much until you compare it to like some of the competitors like Waymo, which is the uh, alphabet Google um, self-driving thing. And they now go thousands of miles without human intervention, which is not just like a little bit different. It's like orders of magnitude difference that Uber has to get involved with autonomous vehicles every 13 miles. And Waymo is like, we go thousands of miles without our drivers, our safety drivers having to do anything. Um, And Uh so that's just, it's kind of like, you see things like that and it starts to say, maybe this isn't a problem with autonomous vehicles. This is a problem with the company that is putting them on the road. What did, maybe, what did you think about this? Does it change your perception of autonomous vehicles at all? I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't really know if I was ever really a proponent okay. of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I accept that it's the future in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I, I also wonder how, what AI all of this is running off of. If, if there's a collection of, like, are they using the same AI that they would use in like a Tesla? Or like, I don't think in so. these other long distance ones, or they is it their own? I think all the, I think almost all the companies um, use their own AI. That they, they all use the same technology on the roof. It's like called LIBOR or something like that. Oh, uh-huh. and it's own. There's one main company that develops those systems, and they've been de- developing them 
since like the 90s and not necessarily just thought like for cars but just in general like the laser tracking all that kind of stuff um and they've been developing them and so they have like expertise on that and i believe they sell most of those units but i think with the software and technology behind it those are specific to each company i don't think that there is one or two companies that are then licensing their software technology to other people is my understanding of how it okay. works okay I mean, I I personally think now that this has happened, mm-hmm. I think we can we could you could blame it on Uber all you want, but this is a turning point for for autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like no matter which way you look at it, mm-hmm. uh, and there's always going to be this argument now, whether it was Uber or whether it's the technology or whatever it is. Um, so I feel like there needs to be some sort of meeting that needs to take place mm-hmm. between all of these companies developing this sort of AI and they need to make it uniform. Yeah. Which is going to be a big problem because I'm sure a lot of these companies, like what they're making is huge Mm -hmm. and they're going to make a lot of money off of Mm -hmm. it, you know? But if we're talking about like safety at the end, you know, if we're talking about like all that kind of stuff, someone's already died from this. Mm -hmm. So there was a failure in this case. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to do that is to kind of have this whole, some sort of intervention needs to happen, no matter which way you look at it. So the thing, this is, because like I agree with what your point is, and this is definitely a failure of free market competition, in my opinion. Um, because okay. if you look at like when the internet was developed, right, and open protocols and a lot of collaboration because not necessarily did you guys come up with the best system, but like let's share information, let's share ideas, and let's try and make something better among the collective. Whether it becomes better, who knows? But what we have now is you have silos of proprietary information and designs that they want to keep private because like you said, there is a lot of money on the line. Um, And the reason why we know this is a failure of competition is because with the New York Times article, which there will be a link in the show notes, um, there is things from Uber that we've gotten, I believe, is it Uber v. Waymo? Is that who that the lawsuit that's going on right now? Um, uh, I, I think so. I think I so. And so you, there's there's information that we're, we're gleaning from that that we've seen from top executives of Uber talking about that they need to get their self-driving system on the road and operational as fast as possible. And I believe like that one of their targets was they wanted to have an Uber like all AV system in certain cities um, or certain towns by year end because they, their fear was if you don't, if we're not the first movers on this, then we've lost because whoever's going to come in second place is not going to be able to win because whoever comes in first place wins the AV type economy. Right. And so you see where it's like, there's such a pressure, pressure and push toward through competition to be the first ones that we have that whether or not it happened in uber's case there is an incentive to cut back on safety things or cut corners or just not even share information with other companies that are already solving these problems right so if uber's problem was something that was solved already by apple or google or lyft or someone else that's operating these systems it's kind of insane that it's like oh we saw we solved a problem where we can are not going to be costing human life, but we won't share it to other people because we want to make more money in the future. Right. And so it's, yeah. so you kind of, you kind of run into problems with that. Like then that's why I say it's a, it's a failure market, free market competition in that sense. Um, 
Yeah. And then even like, and I would say, who knows if this would have solved it, but like maybe it's a failure of regulatory intervention in that California has more regulations around autonomous vehicles. Arizona has less, partly because they wanted to pull more companies to test it in their towns and cities. Um, but we haven't had this problem in California yet, and we have had it in Arizona. And so is is that just a correlation type thing? And granted, it's only one data point. Um, is it correlation, or is there a causation behind it? Uh, by making them report things like... The reason why we know Waymos is because California, they have to report their miles per intervention. And we didn't know that about Uber until it came out after the fact with this. And so it's like, maybe if we saw that where they had to report it to California, if Google or not, if uh, Uber comes out at the end of 2018 and says, by the way, we have all these autonomous vehicles, we're not even going to have safety drivers, it's going to be great, just use your app. And then you look at the data and you're like, oh, you guys go 13 miles per intervention and Waymo goes thousands. Like, why? You sure? <laughs> like, yeah. maybe I won't get in your vehicle because I don't know if I trust that it's safe yet. Um, and as someone that looks forward to and as like I'm on board with the fact that we're going to move to autonomous vehicles, I want them to slow the fuck down because the more accidents that happen, the longer that's going to be delayed and the less people are going to trust it when it does come around, right? It's inevitable that someone was going to lose their life eventually with this because you are hurling a piece of metal many, many tens of miles per hour down a road um, and uh-huh. like things can happen. This one, I believe, was probably preventable um, based on what we've learned about it. Um, but someone was going to die eventually um as unfortunate and terrible as that is um but that doesn't mean just because that was going to happen doesn't mean we can try and make that number as small as possible right like we 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 need to like we need to make sure that as little people are going to die going forward and that's because that's one of the main benefits of autonomous vehicles going forward yes i i i agree with that i agree with that i think that part of me uh, I don't know if this is too conspiracy theory enough, mm-hmm. but what if the car didn't make a mistake? We talked about that, what was that, like 10 episodes ago, I feel like? Yeah. Um, Maybe it didn't stop because it didn't want to kill the driver. or, But like, I, I guess not really because the car should have been able to see the person, mm-hmm. as they say, yeah. uh, from when they were crossing that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. Here's why I can see the workings behind your conspiracy theory. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but like if it if the if the surrounding circumstances and situation was different, I completely agree with you then. Because if it was, let's say, the, when this accident happened, it was later at night, and there weren't all that many people on the road, right? But if it, let's say it was like noon on a school day and there were kids around then I'd be like yes i could totally see like that maybe they like for whatever reason hit that person because they want to save another person's life or save the driver's life or something like that um the fact that they hit the person and the driver didn't die even if they want to save the driver's life like i don't know maybe like maybe they slammed their brakes on the driver would have been thrown from the vehicle i don't know um but i see what you're saying like maybe it's programming was like value this life over that life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. D- did you read the article that Com uh posted the, in the Yeah, the Ars Technica one? 
Yeah, that was a good that article. That was a really good article. That was And fantastic. I thought it, it really explained things because, you know, th- there are other accidents that I hadn't even heard mm-hmm. of before mm-hmm. yeah. that had happened. And I thought the interesting thing that was pointed out was that, you know, what... Whoa, I almost tripped over myself. What um, self-driving cars still don't have over people is this intuition mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing where, like, a, a person knows when they're changing lanes that they need to look into their blind spot mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no one there. Mm-hmm. But a self-driving car might do, it will do the most legal thing it can, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it won't get into an accident. Yeah. And maybe that's a maybe that's a thing where, like, all cars need to be self-driving so that like no accidents can happen. Mm-hmm. But then it brings back the point that like this didn't hit another car. It hit a person yeah. that was just crossing the street illegally, yes, but still mm-hmm. like the technology should still be there where you should expect these things to happen, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, no. I, it's uh like that's the thing. The one thing that was interesting in this situation is when the video came out, um people one thing that was very shocking about it is, as a human like when we watch it is how quickly the person appears to come out of nowhere right and at the point like it almost you're like you you think to yourself like there's no way i or i highly doubt that a human driver would have been able to avoid hitting that person um like that that's yes. a possible thing and as someone like as one thing I want to follow up with that's very interesting um, and like super like word of caution. If you walk around at night and it seems like it's bright out, but it's still night, be aware that drivers cannot see you like at all. Like if you're wearing dark clothing, do not wear dark clothing and cross the street like you would be crossing the street in the middle of the day. Right. Like, oh, I can totally make it. That person's going to see me like, no, they cannot see you like you there. And when you're there's so many times that you see when you're driving a car that like you realize like there's things that you would be able to see during the day that you just can't see at all just because of the way like between like the glare on the windows that you don't notice is there the lack of light around you like things are so much darker out there um and so it's very possible that that human driver would have possibly struck the woman on the bike if they were driving but it's a different situation with an autonomous vehicle that doesn't have those same restraints, right? Like we, like you look at it from there, like, oh, I totally, if I was in a situation, I might not have been able to stop also. I might not have seen her. It's like, but the car is literally designed so it doesn't have those problems that it can drive at night and doesn't have the same limited visibility that humans have, right? And so it's yes. exactly like you're saying, like the, the car should be outside of the questions of, almost even like the philosophical questions of like which life is matter, which you, which decisions should you make in various things. Um, the car probably did. And if it didn't, it should have been able to sense her as an object coming out from the side of the street into the street. And like, yeah. and cause like that goes to like the articles thing and comms thing about the intuition that you have intuition when driving, right? If you notice there are bikers around, then be more cautious, be cautious because there is a chance that biker is going to enter the road, right? Same thing. Yes, like if yes. you're on a bike in the city, um, one of the biggest dangers for you is being uh, hit with a car door because, but like if you're going down a, a row of parked cars, like you want to be more aware of it because it's going to save you a lot of pain, injury, and possibly your life. Right. But like, that's your human awareness of being like, I know and have heard stories about this. So let me pay attention in this way. Um, but realistically like that's stuff that we can program into cars um going forward yeah you know i mean yeah so i don't know i think it's it's a mix of all these problems it is. 
I think, you know, there's the the system failed, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's like pretty clear actually now. Yeah. I think they actually they 100% said that um, you know, the driving the car was in the self-driving mode at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 100% something was wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um Uber I don't think is the right company to be making self-driving cars right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because of their culture yes. and like what is going on with them and all the crappy stuff that I guess is going on. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think there just there needs to be some sort of conversation with all of these different companies that are developing this kind of technology about you know, making it uniform yeah. throughout. Yeah. So that you can really like combine ideas and make it better cuz I think we're all kind of agreeing that this is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of know that self-driving cars are going to be there. Yeah. So let's like work together, guys. Yeah, I agree. I have one last thing that I need to say on the okay. topic of cars hitting things. Okay. I strongly believe in the way that me as M. Cole strongly grasp onto ideas that I like. Um, I strongly believe we need to t- change the term away from accident to crash. Because especially as we get more autonomous vehicles, but just even in general, like the idea of accident, like takes away some culpability out of it where like, oh, you know, so-and-so got in an accident and like just by the mere fact that it's called an accident takes away a little bit of like, oh, they probably didn't do anything wrong. Right. But it's like, no, they did. And it's especially if we get to autonomous vehicles, it's like, no, it wasn't an accident. Like there was a failure and there was a crash and bad things happened. Right. And it's like, we really need uh-huh. to move away from you using accident to using something else like crash or something that carries a little more weight to it. That seems like a lawyer thing. It is. It is a lawyer thing. <laughs> but it, I'm really passionate about this now. <laughs> and I, I'm cool with that because like whenever I like if I ever get pulled over by a cop, I never say sorry. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so like I get that. Yes. Yeah, no more calling Max. culpability and all. We call that. we call them crashes, or murderous death metal machines. So. Murderous death metal machines. Yes. That sounds like a band name. It is. It is. You and I. We are. We are wearing all black, and we're going to murderous scream. death metal machines. It's going to be amazing. Hey, M call. Yeah. Do you have a food? Finish? So skanky. It is Easter time. It is Which Easter time. Means Today's Easter. For some people, it is one of their favorite times of year. It is Cadbury egg time. Um, how do you feel about the Cadbury eggs? What are Cadbury what? eggs? What? Hold on. So they're um they are chocolate that is about the shape of an actual egg, and they oh, have the cream. Yes, egg. the cream egg. It's got the cream in the middle. It's like white. With I don't the eat yolk. these. Me either. I hate them. I think they're rancid and disgusting. I've never had one. You've of never before. had one. You should try one. They're all going to be like fifty percent off tomorrow, um, because it'll be after Easter. <laughs> you should buy one, and then tell me how correct I am that they are rancid and disgusting. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one before. I think I I keep it pretty simple. I'm a dark chocolate personally kind of guy. Okay. I like dark. Oh chocolate. yeah, if you like dark chocolate, I think you would hate these things. Yeah, I get a dark chocolate uh, bunny sometimes. Oh, look at Easter. that! I eat that bad boy You're up, fancy. you know, and. Uh... I'm a very, very fancy man. Yeah. 
My uh, okay, I care about my chocolate. That's true. My mom, she she still gets us like me and my brothers like Easter baskets, um, very simple ones now. And oh, that's I know, nice. She's she's sweet. I love my mom. Sweetheart, she's the she's best. She's the best. Um, but we had. I expect mine in the mail, mom. <laughs> that's right, Mama Skanky, get on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was like two or three years ago because I don't eat candy and I really don't like sweets, and so she would buy us like an Easter basket full of like all this candy and sweets, and I was like, mom, like. Like, I love you and thank you so much. But, like, next year, if you do it again, like, can we get, like, salty, savory type stuff? Like, a mixed nuts, a trail mix, beef jerky. Like, that would be perfect. And so now that's what comes in my Easter baskets. I don't get the candy anymore. I get that's I awesome. get packages of beef jerky and trail mix and, and, and granola bars. And I love it so much. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's uh, that's how my Easter baskets are now. It's that's cool, man. We, but, we don't we don't have candy. We butcher animals and put them in my Easter basket. So oh, that actually sounds terrible. <laughs> what if she got like rabbit jerky and put it in there? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be good. But like, bunny. You eat bunnies, bunnies no? too. You eat chocolate bunnies. You said. I know, but they're not real bunnies. They're not actually from rabbits. All right. I feel like this is a whole other food finish discussion that we're going to have to save for another week about the appropriateness of killing and eating animals. Oh, oh, God. Do we have to have that discussion? <laughs> no, let's not, please. That's a, de- that's a depressing <laughs> no, discussion. No, let's not go there. <laughs> but yeah, so I eat beef jerky. I mean, there's so many facets we could get into that's with it. I do love beef jerky, though. So, do you, What's your thoughts on beef jerky? I don't mind beef jerky. I haven't had it in a very long time. Though. I'm starting. Yeah, I, 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 I bought. Um, I don't want to. Uh, so it's busy season at work, and so I like to have a snack in the afternoon, like a high protein snack. <laughs> like beef jerky is great. So I may possibly might have bought multiple pounds worth of beef jerky for my office at work. Um, pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> What? I didn't I didn't think you liked it that much. <laughs> Holy jeez. I love beef jerky. Pounds? Yes, I'll send you if I remember tomorrow I'll send you a snap of the giant package of like a pound and a half of beef jerky. So I kinda wanna it. see. It's awesome. It's so good. And the best is like you eat like a little bit of it like as a snack and you're like, oh, this is like it totally hit the spot, it's delicious. And you look at it, you're like, oh, I got more for like the next three years. Like we're good. <laughs> I got don't need to buy beef jerky again forever. So Shit. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, whatever it is you do on Mondays. We will be there to hang out with you. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes store and the Google Play store or at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you ate any Easter candy, then you are required by law to head to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review and tell us how amazing our podcast is. And if it's if you ate a Cadbury egg and you enjoyed it, six-star review. You just you have to. You have redemption to the entire world of karma. But iTunes store, leave us a review. It really, really does help us so that people can find us. If you have any comments or questions or you want to tell us what it means to dress emotionally. You can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email. At I forgot sh- we talked about that. <laughs> right? <laughs> or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion, there is a Discord room. All you have to do is head over to shenantics.rock slash about and click on the invite link. And you'll head on over, hang out with all the shenantics fanatics that talk about the episode every week. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet without trans codes? 
They can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, also known as Skanksky, Skunky, and Skooku. You can also follow me on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, also known as iSkanky. M. Cole, where can they find you? You can find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash M. Cole underscore M-C-U-L and the underscore symbol. And I'm also on Twitter with the same username, twitter.com slash M. Cole underscore Skanky. It was so great talking to you again this week. Great talking to you too. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.